This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hey guys, it's Dave from the show. Hey, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. These are some really great people and some really great companies that have really helped to make this podcast so successful. Vanguard is a maker of some amazing tripods, hunting packs, binos, shooting sticks, tripods, photography gear, and much more. These guys really know what they're doing and you should definitely check them out when you get a minute. Rax Inc. Get your favorite bow brand hanger from Rax Inc. Even uh, a BHP edition they have, which is really sweet, and that would be really cool if you guys had that. Absolutely send your pictures with those. We'd love to love to see that. Uh, Rax has got you covered with whatever brand you are using as your bow, and uh, they'll have a hanger just for you. Stealth Cam. Stealth Cam is a maker of some absolutely incredible uh, trail cameras, and if you're looking to get your camera game on this year, this is what you need. Uh, so you can see what's going on in the field. Uh, you can even go wireless with these guys. They got everything you need uh, right there at their website. Skull Hooker. Skull Hooker is one of the newest sponsors for BHP. But these guys, man, they are making some incredible European mounts for your animals. Uh, these mounts not only give you a creative way to show off your prize game, but also a versatile way to hang those mounts and get them all over your room. It's going to be really cool. You guys got to check them out, see them on the podcast. Really, really cool latest sponsors beyond the ears which is a pro shop located in oxford michigan Uh, they carry great products including bows accessories binos clothing coolers and much much more and oh yeah if you are not in michigan that's okay because they have a sick website that you can buy all your your gear from and everything you need Uh, definitely check out beyond the ears really cool people really really great shop and uh, you might even see us there sometimes so definitely check out our events to see when we might be there And last but not least, Crossman, makers of some of the best air guns in the world. Not only does Crossman make air guns, but they also make archery gear as well. Make sure you check them out online and, uh, you know, help get a kid outdoor shooting today. Crossman gives you those perfect opportunity products to do that. Crossman really gives you the ability to get kids outdoors and help pass on the heritage that we all love. Uh, You can find all the links to these great sponsors at the bottom of each episode. So click away and show your support for the podcast and these cool companies that help bring it to you. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, Nightlaw, Jamie Nobu. Hello. And uh, tonight, uh, Jamie, you know, one of those things that happened to me a lot when I'm in the field is, uh, well, 
first off, being married, you know, that's one issue. But the second one is... <laughs> not too much time in the field. <laughs> the other, exactly, not as much time as I hope. But the other thing is that, uh, you know, there's one aspect of, of being married that is actually quite interesting, and that aspect is your wedding ring. Yeah. And when you're in the field and you're touching, whether it's a bow or a gun or a fishing pole... Yeah. It tends to get number one. It can get cold. Yeah. Number two, it can make a clinging sound or have yeah. some sort of issue. Um, number three, you could lose it. So those yeah. are the the things that you know I kind of think of. Um, a good example is I was actually out with my buddy um, uh, Jim Knapp, and we were we were out we were tubing out his lake house in Michigan, and I had a um, I had a Fitbit on, yeah, and I had a ring on. Um, and the the ring uh, in the ring was a, uh, a silicone ring uh, called Groove Life, and yeah. I I had that ring on, and I got tossed off the jet ski, and I lost both right into yeah. the water. And I remember thinking, like, man, if I didn't if I didn't if yeah. I'd had my real ring on, that would have been a problem, you know. <laughs> or when I'm bow hunting, if you I mean everybody out there knows this feeling, but when you grab your bow and you hear yeah. the clink, you know, yeah. and 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 that. And I also play guitar, so yeah. for me. Um, having a ring that's metal on is a hard thing because it can hit the string yeah. and cause like a metal steel sound. So anyway, have you had those issues? I mean, is that... No, but, you know, I had my ring resized so it doesn't fall off, but what does scare me out in the field is getting it hung up on something. Yeah. Even playing, like I still play basketball. Like what if I'm grabbing something or, you know, not like I'm dunking anymore, but, yeah, you no. know, that gets caught on there, your finger's gone. You know, I've 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 thought about you know going the uh, especially for sports and hunting the uh, silicone route. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, I think you know, and I got I got I got a um, my brother-in-law is a fireman, and he you know it's real big for him. He's really uh, used silicone rings now because of his job and the mm-hmm. risk of his finger getting caught in something yeah. or getting smashed. You know, and uh, instead of just getting smashed, and your finger comes out with a broken bone. It could get smashed and yeah. clink your you know finger together. So anyhow, um, without further ado, we did, and because we thought this would be a cool podcast to talk about, we wanted to invite um, our friend from Groove Life on to the podcast tonight to talk about the rings and how they work. So Peter Goodwin, how are you, man? Doing great. Thanks, guys. So listen, Peter, this product um, is not only uh, really cool, but it's kind of critical in some cases, and I, and I, and I know you're from... Um, Alaska, and so you know the seriousness of being in the field and having issues. So, kind of tell us, take us a little bit through like where this whole idea came from for Groove Life and how you guys made these rings that are really something else. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I am um, a registered guide and outfitter in Alaska, and I own the lodge there. Um, just actually, just recently sold it to focus on Groove, but. Um, pilot, boat captain, kind of grew up in that industry. My family started it in the 60s, and we've been, you know, kind of out in the bush of Alaska. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, yeah, so that, that, um, did that, like, basically kind of give you the feeling of how to create this, or how, I guess, growing up in that environment, is that where you, it led you to that? Yeah, so I never wore a ring, you know, I was married, and um, just losing your finger or getting your finger caught out in the bush is, you know, it's a life-threatening situation, because we're always, you know, a day away or, you know, depending on weather, away from, from that. We, we were out in the bush about 150, 400 miles, depending on where we were from Anchorage, 
by air and uh, a couple hours by air. So I just never wore a ring, and my wife bought me a uh, she bought me a silicone ring off offline, and I liked the idea, but it just man, I was in and out of boats. I was sweating. I was there was water, and, and so I just had this consistent problem, which was you know my finger would pickle. It would just sweat underneath there, get water, and, and it would stay. And, and I thought, man, this is a great idea, but I need it. I really we need need this for guys like us that do stuff that, uh, you know, you don't want to wear it really loose. Otherwise it's catching on everything. So I, we went to the drawing board and I said, you know, I, I think I can make a better product. And so we threw it on a napkin, you know, the, the typical story. And we uh, kickstarted it in 2015. And what we did is we designed these grooves and we're, uh, we have a patent pending on it. It's, it's grooves allow the air in and the moisture out. So um, not only is our, you know, ring a little bit, Lower profile, a little less bulky, but it actually breathes. So people like us that do things, um, it's very comfortable for us. So that's that's kind of where we started. We kind of, you know, scratched my own hit and play and kind of built it as a side business. And and all of a sudden now it's um, it's pretty much our main business. Cool. I, I can tell you one thing. I mean, from my perspective, I have. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I've used different brands of of, of a silicone type of ring. And I can say uh, 100% that I agree with exactly what you just said about how it is lighter weight and it feels like, you know, the air breeze and there's not that sweat. And I used to, I remember that. And the first one I ever tested, I, I, my finger would sweat a lot. Um, it was kind of uncomfortable. And so, yeah, I think you really fixed that here with this this concept. Yeah, we, we just, again, I, I kind of trying to serve my demographic, which is, Outdoors, men and women that really, you know, they're very, very active people. And um, so our branding, everything that ties into our brand is very much for kind of the, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're not just a weekend warrior, even if you are, if you do things and you work hard and, you know, you don't want to be uncomfortable, that's kind of our brand niche. And we really dove into that niche uh, in, in a big way and with our messaging and everything. We, we're, I mean, we come from the outdoor world. I'm a, I'm going hunting like crazy. I'm a, I'm a big bear hunter. I love to hunt bears and moose and caribou and sheep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's our product is not, you know, always say, hey, we're not some, you know, 20 year old digital marketer out in, in uh, San Francisco. We, we, we live the lifestyle. We use this product. We, you know, that's really why we were able to get our exclusive partnerships with Cryptech and Mossy Oak is that, you know, we met with them and they heard our story and they're like, wow, you're really one of us. And um, they've been approached by other brands, but they, they chose us for that reason. Yeah, that's really cool. I was just thinking about that. I was going to ask you about the camos. Um, these camos look amazing on here. And I was I was really interested when I saw this because I'm like, wow, the, these are really something in, in the um, – the Black Typhoon Cryptek is unreal on there, and I also was thinking that uh, I r- really love the uh, old. I think it's the Bottomlands Mossy Oak. Yeah, the original. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, the original. That's so cool looking. Oh man. Yeah, These that's are great. my favorite. <laughs> How's you know, this? I'll tell you a quick, a quick business. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say how how the sales been going on these. Are they are they picked up? Are they looking good? I mean, for the camel specific, I mean. In uh, November uh, for Black Friday. Anyway, we shipped several thousands and thousands of them, and the problem was is we had a, 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 a really a, a large batch go bad. So we had, I mean, Cabela's was on board. They they have them in all their stores. Ace Hardware. There's a lot. We have about a thousand retailers, and uh, the batch started going bad. So we pulled them off the market, and 
told everybody, hey, we're giving you new rings, even if you didn't ask, because we had a lot of people obviously reach out. And so, again, we just launched the camel again um, on <laughs> the 16th, on Monday, this last Monday. And, yeah, it's been going great. We basically brought everything in-house. We moved down to Tennessee from Alaska, and we have a big here and we do i mean we have 26 employees and so we're wow. doing all the decoration and and, and manufacturing in-house in now so that's allowed us to really um the quality control we're really hardcore and quality control because we have a no we have a lifetime warranty i would say hey this is the last ring you'll ever have to buy if you're a customer groove like if you buy one ring you're set and uh and that's really served us well but we we really mean it we shipped out thousands and thousands of free rings the last week to all the people that had bought, and we we tried to find the customers through Cabela's, buying Cabela's, and so if you guys are listening and you've got one of those original rings, and it's not working out for you, give reach out to us. We'll send you another one for free. So we just really believe in standing behind our product. But yeah, the sales are great. I think people really see it's a unique product, and it really identifies them with their lifestyle. Right? They they wear a bottom line camo, and they're kind of telling the world, "Hey, I'm too active to wear a metal ring." And by the way, I hunt and I'm outdoors. And that's who I am. So that's become a symbol for most people, I think, is their ring. Yeah, that's cool. I just, you know, and I, that's a really amazing warranty. And I just I just noticed you guys have this unique thing, the custom. Uh, I actually didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we do customization on the rings. And we're about to roll out a huge new uh, custom line of rings. But, yeah, that's going to incorporate. You, you guys will love them. We're going to have you know, deer and hunting, bow hunting themes. And so, yeah, we can customize. We can put names and dates, but we can also put all sorts of graphics on the ring. Oh, it just like allows a... people, hey, instead of your, instead of your, instead of your, you know, your metal ring, put your metal ring. You know, wear it when you go out with your wife for uh, dinner. Um, but man, wear this ring. It's our, it's the day, you know, the day to day ring that you want to wear. And man, put something cool on it. Yeah, uh, you know, put a deer head on it, or you know, put a uh, BHP you know, logo. <laughs> I like a BHP logo. What's I that? think that's that's what we need to go with this—a BHP logo on these babies. Oh, absolutely! We need to get a couple That's of these good, hung <laughs> for the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We'll put them up on your website. That'd be great. You wouldn't believe how many people comment to me on this on this ring. I wore I wore the uh, I wore a black one of these uh, for about a year and a half, and everybody be like, "Man." At work, you know, and I work in a corporate kind of environment, and people would be like, man, what is your ring, carbon? I'm like, no, it's just a silicone, and I pull and bend it. They're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, no, seriously, yeah. it's legit, man. The black one looks very professional, you know, and I think people don't, you know, they just think it's a carbon or yeah. some sort of black titanium or something like that, and then they'll be like, why do you wear that? I said, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm an outdoorsman. That's what I do. I, I can't wear a metal ring outside. I mean, for multiple reasons. In fact, one time I took off my ring cause it was making a cling. And when I was bow hunting Turkey or something, and I remember putting it in my pocket and I almost never found it. Cause you know, that goes <laughs> yeah. you throw something in your pocket yeah. in the woods and you don't know. So I, I ended up wearing it exclusively for a long time. And I think, and, and that's what I was going to suggest too. And you know, the quality is there and not only the quality, but the, uh, the materials and stuff because it didn't you know it didn't make it didn't make me break out of my finger yeah. it didn't nothing happened to my finger over time um where i thought maybe you know yeah. maybe it'll give me a rash over time or maybe yeah. this or maybe that but nothing ever happened it just was like nothing changed yeah. it was pretty amazing really yeah i mean our demographic is, is obviously outdoors people that, that do a lot of active things but we do have a huge demographic that just they try them even if they're just you know 
pushing paper for a living. They try them and they just, you know, they're like, man, this is way more comfortable than a metal ring that doesn't clink and doesn't. You know, a lot of women wear them because, you know, if they have kids, they don't want to scrape their baby or, uh, you know, yeah. they're pregnant, their hands well. So it's, it's a mass market. It's really neat. I think it's um, I think it's a new, you know, when we started, I thought, well, maybe, you know, this is a trend or a fad. Then I thought, maybe it's a trend. But I really think silicone rings are a variation of some type of active lifestyle ring is here to stay forever because the, there's a functionality part of it. It's a cool factor, right? You know? You get yeah. to tell people, hey, who you are and what you stand for and what you do. Yeah. You know, I'm an outdoorsman. I'm a bow hunter. I can't. But there's also this the functionality side of, man, this is a lot more comfortable. And it's about, you know, a tenth of the price of a, of a metal wedding band. The yeah. average metal wedding band is about $500 in the U.S. And ours are, you wow. know, between 30 and 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I like the American flag one you guys have on here, too. That's pretty cool. Definitely cool looking. Yeah, story, story behind that is a great story. We... Uh, you remember when the NFL, was, you know, everybody was kneeling and everybody was up in arms. So we, we, you know, we're very much stand for what we believe in. And I think as a company, some people shy away from politics and things. But screw that. Like, I, I want to. Hell yes. That I <laughs> yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm all about, like, America and what America stands for. And you know what? There's some bad cops out there and there's some bad firefighters. There's bad people out there. It doesn't yep. matter where you're at. But for the majority, I mean, we're. We're super thankful for our hometown heroes of police and fire and, and, yeah. and military. So we launched that ring. That, I mean, it was it couldn't have been better timing. And we wrote this email saying, hey, we stand with America. We stand with police. We stand with fire. We stand with our heroes. And, man, it went crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. people, you know, they don't like that BS. You know, they don't. I mean, yeah. I think the NFL, they lost a lot of faith for that. Because they uh, they're not with the majority. The majority of people love America. They were proud to be Americans. And this allowed you know the ring, having an American flag on the ring, just you know it just it kind of let people say, yeah, I'm a I'm an American. I'm freaking proud of it. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, that was a cool cool story behind that one. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, these things are awesome, man. I, I have to say, uh, my hat's off to you guys. That you have, you've done a great job over there, and you know the website's great too. It's very easy to navigate. Uh, GrooveLife.co. If you're uh, on, if you're listening, and you want to check it out. Uh, really cool stuff. You guys even have looks like a chat thing right on there. Just popped up. That's pretty cool. <laughs> You can like chat. I'm gonna chat right now. Who's on here? You on here, Peter? Is this gonna be you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not here, but, but I'm in the office. I'll be over there telling the answer. No, we we have a customer service. You know, we have about six people full time customer service, and we we just love. I mean, our our goal is if you're emailing us, we're gonna email you back within 30 minutes, and we're gonna chat with you live and answer any questions. I mean, we're we're in we're in in Nashville, Tennessee, and we have you know all local people that work for us and kind of believe in the same mission that we uh, believe in. And uh, yeah, it's fun to have a really we have a, I have an amazing group of people that work here. So I just sent them a message. I said, talking to Peter now on the Boner Plant podcast, he told us to test you, see how fast you respond. <laughs> we'll just we won't talk about what happens next but (laughs) oh man that's funny so so about the the rings uh, what so i'm i what i'm seeing a lot here and i just want to make sure i understand so it's do you have a there oh, <laughs> someone did reply. That's funny. <laughs> really fast, too. That was actually pretty good. Um, there's two, looks like two styles to me. I don't know if I'm missing one, but there's a thin and a reg, an original. Correct. Yeah, the thin, you know, we, 
Uh, position on rings is unisex. A lot of guys like the thinner rings, and some of the ladies like the thicker rings or the wider rings. Original. Okay. And then you know, underneath that, underneath that, we have all the decorations that we do. American flags. We have an exclusive uh, partnership with Spartan Race, uh, which is kind of the obstacle race, yeah. you know, obstacle race company. Um, like I said, Cabela's, and we're in talks with Basto and a lot of other companies to bring the rings to market. But, that is cool. Yeah, it looks great, man. So. Tell us about your hunting this year, last year and this year, I guess. What do you got going on? You, uh, I mean, obviously you're from Alaska, so you ain't messing around. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will tell, I, um, I don't know if you can post a picture or not, if you do a blog of this, but I sent you a picture of a, a buck I killed last year on my property here in Tennessee, and it was an absolute monster. I got him right in the rut um, with my bow. And uh, it couldn't have been, it was a blessing for me. That's for sure. So, awesome. Well, I, yeah, I love, love to, to see love that. Love to hunt, man. I, I, I think hunting, um, I think hunting is, is one of the best things you can do with your family and your kids to get them grounded in the reality of our life, which is, you know, things die and things live. And, you know, we have to manage wildlife. We have to, it's all about management and conservation. And I think, you know, kids that don't grow up hunting, or don't grow up on the farm or, you know, in touch with, with nature, in touch with the, the earth in a way, they, they miss that. And so I'm, I'm a huge proponent of hunting. You know, I have four young kids, and, and uh, my youngest is, my oldest is six, and we hunt like the Dickens. We've been turkey hunting all month. Um, yeah, we, we love to hunt. I don't bow hunt turkey, but I do bow hunt deer like crazy. In Alaska, you know, hunting Alaska is hard with a bow because it's just there's so massive amounts of land per square oh, yeah. acre. You know, the, the animals per square acre is you know crazy compared to a place like Tennessee. So we we didn't do a lot of bow hunting up there, but um, hunting Alaska is is the, probably the pinnacle experience for most hunters outside of maybe Russia or whatnot. But I, I um, you know I still have a lot of ties. My family's still in the guiding business up there and. Yeah, if you guys ever want a great hunt, uh, moose hunt or a bear hunt, let me know. I'll guide you guys. I'm still an outfitter. I still, still, I guide under my family. What? Um, uh, I'm in. I'm in. You just you're taking <laughs> yeah, us up on that. We'll meet on. you in Tennessee to get rolling, and we'll figure out how we're. No, it's so funny. You, you you're from Tennessee because both our wives were just in Tennessee. That's the funny part. In Frankfurt, is that where they went? Frankfurt. Franklin. Oh, funny. Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, we're just, that's funny, we're just south of Franklin about five minutes. Yeah, they went down there, a friend of ours, he moved down there a couple of years ago to open his own accounting yeah. firm. He already had firms in yeah. Michigan and Florida, and he did, for some wild reason, they're like, oh, we're moving to Tennessee. We're like, what? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's pretty funny. That's great. Yeah, are they still here? If they're here, send them down. We'll load them up with rings. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, he, he's not a hunter though. I think they're. He's more of a. He's our accountant, but <laughs> I don't know if he's into. Yeah, he's a he still business, like man. it though. He's a runner, so I think he'd like it. Yeah. Runners probably outdoors. You yeah. know, like I said, man, I was on that jet ski and I lost. I'm telling you, it could have cost me tons of yeah. money. I, I lost my Fitbit. Uh, uh, watch that cost me 150 bucks at the time. Yeah. Wasn't happy about that, but I wasn't not going to do the jump on the tube. You know, I mean, come on. So too right. funny. You got to live. Yeah. Hey, man. Even if you lose the ring, we want you lost. It's crazy. We're 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 over the top. Perfect. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to uh, let's just take just a break here for a second because someone's beeping in, and I, I'm going to cut okay. this part out. Um, let's see yeah. here. Yeah, I'll send you the coordinates for that. I don't know if that lake. Guys, I don't know if your audience would be. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I'll send you the coordinates to the lake where that thing went down, <laughs> and you guys can send me a new one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I will. 
don't right. know if your audience, I don't know how granular you want to get with story, but I've got a, uh, in, in, there's no, no pressure. I don't care to set, you know, tell you or not, but if you're, I've got an amazing uh, bear hunting story where we shot a bear and actually had to sleep inside of it to survive. What? Back, yeah, yeah, uh, we want that story. So here's here's the deal, <laughs> okay, real quick, yeah. just Star so, Wars. just so you know what happens. <laughs> what, what's going to happen is once you start telling the story, if you hear me like talking in the background, I apologize. That's because your mic is live, and the, but the mic for the podcast is not live. So I was trying to tell Nopum that I could oh, hear him okay. chewing. I could hear him chewing his gum, and that's when you're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh, uh, keep going." <laughs> Sorry, because you're on a phone. We're talking to you through okay. my phone. But uh, so I'm going to start this bear conversation with you, and then I'm going to get up for a second because I'm going to mute my mic. But you'll hear me moving around because I got to turn something on real quick. All right. Yeah, so, no so Peter, tell us these. Tell us some more stories. I know you got to have more. Being in Alaska, there's got to be some good ones. Yeah. There is one in particular, you know, I've been guiding since uh, I was 19, I'm 37 now, and so i got a lot, of, a lot of stories, but one in particular is pretty unique. We're on the Alaska Peninsula, which is the, the, the spit of land that kind of curves out toward Russia, and we're hunting the big, the largest bears on us, uh, big brown bears, and, you know, our average bear that we harvest out there is about nine and a half feet tall, just from the tail of their nose, so when they stand up, they're well over 10 feet tall, and... Um, so I had a client, we were, uh, this is his third hunt to Alaska. He'd spent, you know, an enormous amount of money, been with two other outfitters and finally came with us. And we have, uh, and when uh, my family's lodge, we have a, you know, um, basically if you, you can stay as long as you want until you harvest. And in most outfitters, it's 10 days and you're out. So this guy, I think we were on, you know, day 12 and it, just the weather's been bad. So the storms out in the peninsula are just intense. So you'll have eight days of 80-mile-an-hour winds, and there's the hunting's terrible. But when that sun comes up, the bears come out. So we we, uh, we, we rode out the storm, and, uh, you know, I think it was on day 10 or 11 or 12, we, we uh, were spotting, and I see this bear about, you know, freaking four miles away or something under my spotting scope, and he looks, you know, he looks tiny, but I said, hey, this bear, I still... So we hike over there, and this bear, we, we work up the side of the mountain where we're trying to get above where he is and work in the wind, and we get about, I don't know, I, I would assume about 400 yards from him and, and uh, maybe three. And, and in Alaska, there's there's a bush called the alder bush, and the alder bush is uh, is God's way of, of basically punishing mankind <laughs> uh, because hunting in the alders is hell on earth. And uh, so we worked up through the alder patches and, the bears love alders, right? They, they're, they're designed to to be a wedge, and they, they, they can push right through those alders, and they can run through them 30 miles an hour, but you can't walk through them, you know, to save your life hardly. So we're working up through these alders, and all of a sudden we hear a huge roar, which is somewhat unique. I, you know, you don't hear a lot of roaring in the wild, but uh, I was like, wow, that is really unique. And all of a sudden we hear this bear coming towards us, at a rapid pace, and he is breaking branches and roaring, and he is pissed. <laughs> you know, what, what, come to find out, you know, I, I grab my client, he's wide-eyed, and I'm like, heck, man, this is our opportunity, he's coming to us. So I, I line him up on the edge of this clearing, and I said, you know, when he pops through there, I'm going to say, hey, to kind of get him to stop, and, you know, hopefully he'll turn broadside, and we can, we can whack him. And, um, well, just about the time he gets almost to that clearing, he came across our trail. Well, Turns out he had he had thought we were another bear. He was the largest bear in the whole area. And he thought you know he was getting intruded on by another bear because he heard us up there working through the alders, I guess. And he comes and he comes across our 
trail, and he just lets out the biggest kind of scared roar, and he just takes off. So I grab my client. I run. We run down, you know, through the alders to try to – I knew he's going to pop out at this clearing. He had to cross this clearing the direction he was going. So we run to this little ranch that overlooks this clearing. Sure enough, here he comes, and he is hauling. And so he's running, running, and just pissed. You know, he's pissed, but he's also, you know, like he doesn't know that human smell. It's not normal to him. This in, in Alaska, the, the, most of the bears have never even smelled or seen them, and they're just airplanes. So it's uh, they're very much wild, but they're still, they have that innate, you know, fear of humans and the smell. It's very you know, different to them. So we sh- uh, the client shoots the bear, and then his, he had this, you know, $10,000 custom rifles, custom built for Alaska, and he bragged about it for 12 days. He shoots one time, and his whole magazine falls out on the ground. <laughs> oh. Oh. So, so I'm, like, trying to pick up his bullets, and then I'm trying to back him up with the shot. And, you know, by that time, the bear's in the bullets. And so he shot him, and he got him, but we had no idea. And it's, you know, it, it gets dark in October around, I don't know, 9 o'clock or something, 8.30. So we, uh, we wait about 30 minutes, and it's starting to mist, and it's about... 40 degrees and it started to sleep and we, we say hey we got to go after this thing well this bear goes into the 50th most unimaginable you know terrain and, and so we're literally on our hands and knees working through this and it took us about you know overall we probably went a quarter mile in about two hours we're going up and down these little ravines and and then the bear starts backtracking on himself so i know he knows we're behind him and i know we should going to be some type of confrontation and you know, as a guy, you really have to make that decision. Is it is it unsafe for us? Um, you know, this guy should spend so much money, so much time trying to get a bear, and it's a huge bear. And what you know, where's that line between ethical, like pulling out, but also ethically harvesting the animal you just wounded? So you're just kind of struggling with that as you're going through this thick brush. And so we ended up splitting up and you know, kind of working on each side of the trail. Hopefully be able to get a shot and the bear wouldn't be able to focus on one of us or, you know, uh, or both of us at the same time. So we come up over this ridge, um, and it's still thick, and I'm, I'm saying, you know, Jeremy, he's starting to sleep now, and the temperature's dropping. I said, Jeremy, we, we got we to gotta pull it, man. I'm really sorry. It's, I said, it's just getting too dark. It's not safe. And I, look, I just happened to, you know, I'm looking at him, and he's slumped down, kind of like, what? And I look over, and I flip and see two ears sticking out of the brush at, like, I don't know, 40 feet. <laughs> and this bear is down, down looking at us like this. And he, I mean, he is ready. And I think, I just saw him. I just, this was a reaction. There he is right there. And man, we both pulled up and shot. And the bear like stood up and we shot at the same time. And he just drops. And he dropped into some very thick brush. And it was, you know, we were like, oh my gosh. You know, it was silence. And we were both flash blind because it was nearly dark. So we can't even see anything. There's no, it's quiet when it's like, what happened, you know? So we wait about 30 minutes and we're throwing sticks over there. We're trying to get some movement and I'm, and I'm scared. I'm like, man, if we lose this bear again and he just went down, we're toast. I mean, he, yeah, two seconds he's on us and he's, he's a huge bear. He could just wipe us out. So we just threw a stick, stuck sticks, and then about 30 minutes later, we, we start making our way. We split up and go around one way and the other and we have flashlights and Ended up getting the bear. The bear, we actually, uh, the client headshotted him right through the eye. So, painless death. And um, we're celebrating high fives. And this thing is an absolute monster. I've been sending pictures if, uh, if you guys can post them out a little bit. Absolute monster. And we, we start to clean the bear and, and you know, 
take the hide off, and he's so big that we can't even move him. So we had to actually, you know, quarter him out, take off one whole side of his body, just and just push him over to be able to get to the other side. And so when we, by the time we got done, it was, you know, it's 32 degrees and sleeting, which you guys, if you know, that's the most dangerous, yeah. you know, for hypothermia. It's much more dangerous than 10 degrees and, you know, and solid snow. <laughs> and so we're wet and sweating and we've got this bear and we're about you know four miles from camp in the middle of the night in bear country with blood all over us and we're you know we just i'm like man uh, there's no way we can hike this bear out the hide on that bear was around 185 pounds just the hide oh man so so pulling that on the back and hiking up a mountain in the middle of the night through alders is very challenging i mean in the daytime it's terrible in the nighttime it's nearly impossible so we decide you know but we better we better uh stay here but all the time it's trying to make a little shelter but in, in on the peninsula there are no trees there's no way to build a fire this is all the bushes so we try to make a little shelter and we're freezing so we say man the only option we have we're full body shivering you know and i'm thinking man we're in stage one of hypothermia and we got you know eight hours to go of dark what are we going to do and so we ended up, <laughs> ended up taking that bear in that hide and getting underneath that bear in the hide and sleeping underneath that thing the whole night and you know i always say you know, I foolishly wow. said, "Hey, we need to we need to snuggle together to be able to you know, produce more." <laughs> so I, I said, "Hey, hey, look, man, I'm the guy, and I'm going to be the big spoon because I don't know you that well. And being the little spoon, I'm still a little vulnerable." <laughs> 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 well, well, it ter- turns out being the big spoon sucks because your back is frozen. You know, he's yeah. he's like all toasty warm under there, and I'm I'm covering his back. And I'm freezing, you know. But anyway, we 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 made it through. The- and uh, it was an intense night. Of no That's sleep, intense. Just freezing. We we picked that bear up and hiked him out the next day. And uh, yeah, that was that was a story for the for the books there. That's insane. Yeah. Did you you know speaking of uh, you know being out there, I, I I don't know if you've ever heard the story of the. Have you ever seen heard the story that uh, it was like a movie called Into the Wild? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I I was blown away when I saw that movie that that guy actually, you know, being just somebody who has no experience realistically in the wild, like to go out there and try to live. Which at first it seemed pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of liked the idea of it, but then, you know, I guess I I, I guess you can be kind of stupid, but not be too stupid. And the the, the problem is. If you're going to do something like that, you should at least take a map with you or, you know, wear the proper boots or, you know. But I think it's just a good example of how, you know, how rough that that land can be. And it, let's be honest, though, if he never found that bus, right, how long would he have really oh, survived? Toast. Yeah, toast. He yeah. would have been done. <laughs> yeah. And it had a heater in yeah, it, you know. I mean, it had like a wood heater. Yeah. And it, <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, they movie was interesting um but it is it does highlight how intense alaska is i mean it, it is always trying to kill you and that, i think that's what i draw to alaska is you know i live in in nashville now we just moved down here last year it's just a different pace of life you know um the, the scariest thing you do is you know drive to work on the interstate yeah whereas you know when you're when you're a, when you're a pilot up there it's, it's just you're always in touch with with your humanity and it's similar, you know, hunting, again, I think brings you to that in a way, you know, where you can just get out into creation and just, you know, be like, wow, I'm a lot smaller than I think I am. Um, and if I die out here, you know, life goes on. Whereas if you're kind of, you know, in the city and that's where you live and you never come out of it, you kind of can be, you know, you have this false sense of safety. 
Yeah. And I think Alaska for me, it is it is such a reality check on man, I am I am like one breath away from dying and it is something about that is so life giving. Um so we still like you and I still go up there. We do these men trips up there in the summers where we take guys that are kind of from the city and we, we drop them off in the middle of nowhere and we do these kind of survival type trips and catch salmon. That'd be fun. It's a really wow. life changing experience for people. I can tell you, it's going to be a life-changing for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's like that in Michigan, too. I mean, we, we grew up in the city. Well, Jamie grew up more in the forest than I had, but I grew up in the city. But every time I, my family was smart enough to get me outdoors when I was young, and then by the time that, you know, I grew up to get into hunting, that was pretty much, you know, the place to be. And you go yeah. north of Michigan. It's not like Alaska, don't get me wrong, but yeah. there's a lot of beautiful pine rows and forests and birch trees. And it's it's thick. And up in the UP of Michigan, it's it's more things want to kill you. But, you know, it's still flat land. It's not like, yeah. you know, big snowstorms. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. It's the wrong time of year. But Alaska yeah. seems like you could. it's pretty much <laughs> any day could be your last day yeah. in the woods. I have family in Alaska, too, actually, in <laughs> Juneau. And they, they're not really into outdoors, oh, though, which is hard to believe. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Is Juneau like a big city? I would not want to live in Alaska. Say that again. Is Juneau like a big city? Like a, like a. No, Juneau is, you know, it's basically, you know, you can't drive to Juneau. It's very small. Um, I don't know what they would do if they're not outdoors people. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Maybe they just are and I don't realize (laughs) it, I'm assuming, but that is weird. Like, I, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Enough about me. Yeah, the city people of Alaska are more outdoorsy than most outdoorsmen here because you just, you know, everybody hikes and, you know, you just, you're commercial fishing or, I mean, you're just, it's part of your lifestyle. And, yeah, especially in Juneau, I mean, it is, that's beautiful down there. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I know they fish. I know that. Yeah. I just don't know if they do any actual, you know, I take that back. I think some do some elk hunting, but it's not yeah. like it wasn't like a big yeah. thing because I, I reached out to him one time. I said, hey. Anybody in Alaska know have some friends or outfitters or you know I like to come yeah. and see the family and then maybe do yeah. some hunting while I'm there you know but uh, they didn't it was really weird yeah and I was like oh well I guess that didn't work out so well so now I got you so we're good to go <laughs> you got me man <laughs> I got your ticket right here I, I got your I ticket to sleep up inside a bear though. I got your ticket to Detroit so whenever you feel like coming and being the dirty downtown city you let me know actually I shouldn't say that anymore it is getting nice yeah the city's nice now. the city's actually coming no nah, I wouldn't say all the city let's no. not get out downtown. of control here yeah. I would say a portion of it's yeah. actually pretty sweet but it's not you know I wouldn't call it no Chicago yet or yeah. New York or anything like that but yeah that's good it's, a, it's not no Tennessee I can tell you that right now I've been to Nashville it's nothing like that <laughs> anyway all right peter thank you so much man we appreciate you joining us uh if you're online check out uh groove life uh amazing amazing rings that protect your hand and you know oh, i should say protect maybe yeah. what's a better word i want to look for here how about versatility <laughs> and protect i know what i was there gonna say go. i lost it but i knew what i was gonna say i'll start this over all right well guys peter thanks for joining us we appreciate you joining us on the podcast today and uh, if you're online, go to GrooveLife.co, so it's GrooveLife.co, and check out these amazing rings. Uh, they will save you a ton of money, especially if you're trying to protect your ring. That might be a metal ring or something, but it also can protect your hand because if your ring gets pinched or anything like that, it could be a problem. 
And as I did say earlier in the podcast, for me and for hunters and musicians and things, you don't want a clinging on anything, so it's a lot better. And it's warmer to have the silicone. And remember, guys, the Groove Life has specific grooves on the inside that allow it to air out and, uh, you know, keep your hand from over-sweating and, and keep it fresh. So, All right, Peter, any last words, man? No, guys, appreciate uh, the deal. You guys can find us on Facebook, obviously, and GrooveLife.co, Google Groove Ring. And, uh, yeah, you guys are outdoors men and women and, and love love America, love that lifestyle, want to support uh, an American business. Come on over, and we'll take care of you for life. All right, man, thanks right. so much. We'll see you next time. See you guys next time on the podcast. Celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years, Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bowhunter Planet. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.